Hello, I'm your host, Celia Sasser, and I just want to take this time to thank you for being here and inviting you into my world of She's Magic. So if you are a female entrepreneur or you are interested in becoming an entrepreneur, but you're highly sensitive and you're always giving from an empty cup and navigating this world, feeling burnt out and there's nothing left for you and you've lost your magic, then you're in the right place. So I just want to welcome you and thank you for being here. And I look forward to connecting with you through each episode. So I've not been here in a minute, but I am hopping on because I have a lot of news to share. And first things first, how are you feeling today? I mean, this was a big super moon, this super full moon, pink full moon. Um, it, It was crazy, right? Like, what kind of emotions are you feeling? What came up for you? leave the comments down below. I'd like to hear, you know, the funny thing is, um, you know, I get teased by my teenage daughters and um, they like to make fun of me, call me the hippie mom, and the crystal mom, and you know, all of this stuff. Mm, that smells good. Um, and uh, they went to the beach last night to go lay under the stars and check out this pink moon. And my daughter, when she got home, she was like, they lied to us. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, they lied to us. There was no pink moon. It wasn't pink. I thought that was hilarious because it's not pink. It's called the pink moon. It's not going to turn pink, you know, and on, uh, on social media, there's a lot of the pink moons with a filter on it. So they thought they were going to witness a pink moon. But besides all of that, you know, what, what has shown up for you? What, what have you experienced during this? Because I'm telling you, um, it's been crazy. And, uh, you know, last time I was on, I was talking about, you know, like the resistance I've been feeling with um, creating my book. And I've been meeting one roadblock after another roadblock after another roadblock. And, um, you know, I keep trying to like, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall to try to figure this out. And no matter what I try, it's not working. And I'm just like, what is going on here? So I got this massive download that it, it all begins with my book finish the book. And it was funny because I was telling my daughter about the magazine that is that I'm launching. And um, the first thing she said to me was, what about your book? And then I was talking to my sister and she was just like, you need to focus on your book. You need to focus on your book. And you know that I have been taking you guys through the each moon phase. And one of my intentions were to finish this book. And so when you put it out there in the universe, 
it's the universe is not going to let you slide. You know, it's not going to let you just forget about it. You got to, you got to do it. And the last full moon, I channeled my mom and my mom came through and her message was also finish the book. So I am happy to announce that I have finished the book <laughs> and it is um, going to the proofreader. It's the rough draft copy. And so, you know, there's some fine tuning, but man, there was so much resistance around it. And I feel like there is a load lift off of me. You know, it's like when you've got something that you promised to yourself that you're going to do. And when you don't do it, you can feel, feel that energy lingering, trying to get you to hurry up and do the thing that you said you were going to do. So that's what I was experiencing. Um, Another thing with the full moon, so I don't know if this happens to you, and like I said, comment below and let me know if, if this ever happens, but when there's a full moon coming in and it's a super moon, sometimes you have like crazy dreams, right? You have dreams about um, people from your past that you haven't thought about in a while, and they're showing up in your dream and you're like, where the heck did you come from? So tomorrow is mine and my husband's anniversary. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary. And, you know, we, from the time that we met our first date, it's been 29 years, so a heck of a long time, let me tell you. But, um, but yeah, so I had this dream and it was about this girl that my, hus my husband had a little thing with before we got married. And I dreamt that he got her pregnant and I was pissed because I figured out when he got her pregnant, it was while we were together. Now, I've been with my husband for so long. Why the heck am I thinking of the past? So the thing is, and I want to share this with you, is that's just how powerful the moon is. Because when you've got some stuff to clear, she is going to shine a light and she'll bring it in anyway, whether it's through dreams about people, about situations that you have, it, it's been done with, it comes full circle again because there's something else. There's something else. You got to, you got to peel back those layers and so for me, what I discovered is I was still holding on to some of that bitterness. You know, I was really bitter. And um, even though it's been so long, I'm still holding on to it. And so I needed to let it go. And then what happened is the minute that you do what you say you're going to do, all of a sudden you go through another transformation, another evolution. And so that's what happened to me. It was like, all of this stuff started spinning out and it was like, oh, I didn't think about that. And oh, now it's making sense. And so what spirit showed me is like, I forgot about this whole, this whole journey I've been on where it began. And um, I started pulling it apart and trying to do something different. Like, you know, I said, like throwing spaghetti to the wall. But what I was doing is I was tearing apart my puzzle and, and 
creating things out of order. And so what I was shown is that it begins with my book. Everything is an extra layer, a part of it. And so I was getting ahead of myself. So that's why I was hitting a wall. And I was everything I was creating wasn't working because it wasn't the time because I still needed to go go back and do the thing that I was supposed to do that was going to be the the funnel if you will to bring everything else in it's everything was a branch of it so that's what happens is when you're creating something and um, there is a divine order and if you're not in order then that's what happens so I know you guys have heard me talk about um, that show that I saw on um, I think it was TLC Dirty John um, and how it catapulted me into doing the work that I'm doing I don't know if you've ever seen it but um, at the time, I was working um, in my interior design business, and I was feeling this discontent, and I kept telling the universe I wanted to work with women. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know how it was going to be, how I was going to show up in it, but I knew that there was some work for me to do there. And then um, the show came on, and everything resonated because... First of all, she lived in Newport Beach, California, and I used to work in Newport. And so I was very familiar with that area. And then she had an interior design firm. Now she had her own line. She had her own, um, like her own warehouse and her, all of her pieces. Like she had a furniture store. I mean, she, she was doing really well for herself. Uh, but the one thing that was missing is that she um, didn't feel like she was worthy of a good relationship, worthy of somebody loving her. And so I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think the, the father of her girls, like it didn't work out because I don't know, something happened, but they didn't really go into that. But, you know, it was like she was a divorced woman. She had two older daughters and they showed in there like clips of, you know, her, she spoiled her girls, right? But they treated her like garbage because, you know, it was like they got whatever they wanted and they would take her Range Rover and, and you know, it was like they were demanding of having their, you know, Chanel purse or their uh, Louis Vuitton. And one of the girls had a safe for her purse, but they didn't appreciate their mom. They just ran all over her. So that was the first clue that I received from her that um, she had some boundary issues, right? And um, she was lonely, right? Because her girls were older, she was lonely and she decided that she was gonna go and, and find somebody. And so she went on this dating site and she ended up attracting a sociopath. And she knew the signs were there, but she was so lonely that she ignored them, okay? She ignored them and she just overlooked and she didn't listen to her intuition, even though things seemed suspicious, but she was just so happy to be in a relationship. Um, and he was crazy, right? 
there was a lot going on and I'm not going to go into it. I think you can still watch it if you want to, but it is based on a true story. But that show triggered me so much. And um, I realized that there's a lot of things that trigger you because even though you think you've healed some aspects of yourself, you're done with it. If it's triggering you, no, I'm sorry, but there's something else going on, right? And I thought it was triggering me because it was like, oh, you know, I got my boundaries in check. So what, what's up with her? Like, why is she being so passive? But when I had that dream, it brought me back to a time where I was very passive and I was no different than this woman in the show. Like I had no healthy boundaries and, um, you know, it was like I was a single parent and I was willing to overlook things because I wanted to be in a stable relationship. So that's all part of my upbringing, right? My mother did not provide that. She was always trying to find somebody to give that stability, but it never worked out. So I'm a product of that. But it goes deeper than that. You know, the thing is, through the work that I've been doing and through the research and everything I'm finding out, it's like sometimes it just blows my mind, all right? And the one thing that blows my mind is that these limiting beliefs and li limiting beliefs are like your shadows, right? It's like this baggage that you take with you wherever you're going. You're trying to find a change of scenery. You're trying to find a new relationship, a new job or whatever, but it always ends up feeling the same. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like nothing changes. It's like it's a different picture, but nothing's changing inside of it. And that's what happens when you don't change what's going on inside. So when I found out that these beliefs come through in your DNA as point of conception, whatever your family lineage, whatever belief system they have, it's like it goes right along with you. It goes into your DNA. And how that happens is um, there's a physicist. His name is Hasim. Hasim. I'm, I'm going to hack his name up. But anyway, he found through his um, studies, for he, he worked on this for five years. But what he found out was that, and you heard me talk about this on um, another video, but that there, that the space that fills the atom, an atom, is really filled with memory, okay? So it's the reason why when atoms get together and the protons and, you know, whatever the scientific way, when they get together, they can create the same flower over and over again. So being that, you know, our bodies are made up of atoms. So we've got like, a hundred trillion atoms in each cell and we have a hundred and a hundred trillion cells so you can imagine like we've got a lot of energy going on in here but those energy atoms have memory in the space so that's how your dna 
has, like it has the memory of like our features and, you know, that passes on from family to family. That's why you look like some of your relatives, but it also brings with it the memory of the family lineage, whatever those thought systems were, they, they're filling up that space too. So every time we go through something or something's triggering us, it's because we're trying to peel that layer off. We, we don't want it no more. Like you, it's like, you're done. You don't want to feel that way anymore. You're tired of attracting people, the same people. You're tired of your, your picture, your surroundings always looking the same. So when I had that dream, it was like, and then I was thinking about me being triggered. I was like, okay, what is going on here? What, what is going on? And so after I finished my book, it all came, it all started crumbling in, in, in a good way. It wasn't in a bad way. It was like, ah, that was the piece that goes together with that piece. And that's why this happened. And what, that's why that happened. So I don't know about you, but like I sometimes I spend some time on YouTube and I'll go and look at the readings. But for me, I'm more interested in um, seeing what other readers have to say about my career and success, because that's where I'm at. That's what I'm working on. I'm not looking for love. I've been with my husband for 25 years. But when I go through there, there's love readings and, you know, it's like the comments I see in there, it triggers me. It still triggers me. And it is because when I started thinking about it, it's because, you know, we are so brainwashed into believing that we aren't much without a relationship. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying that being in a relationship is bad, but what I'm saying is that we, for some reason, have this, I don't, I don't want to even say it for some reason, because like I said, it shows up in your DNA from women from generation to generation playing that role, you know, playing that role that you are nothing without your significant other. And that just triggers me. And it's because we're still playing out the same old paradigm, right? Like we are moving into a different time. And the world that we're going into is going to look a lot different than what it looks like now. And we're only getting a taste of it. But everything is evolved around us doing the inner work. So the inner work is when you start knowing who you are, you discover what those triggers are. You understand where, you, where you're coming from and what needs to be healed, what trauma you're holding on to. What are you storing in your energy centers? Because you remember, I just told you how much energy our body's made up of and it holds memory. So if you think you're not affected by your past or your family's past, let me just share with you that that's not, that's not true. It's not true. You, there's no way around it for you. There's no way around it. You are energy. Everything is energy. Okay. 
So what affects our energy? What affects our energy? It's our vibration. It's our vibration. So you just see like your energy centers are like, you know, moving around and they come together and they form a solid. And so it's like our body, like if you were to put your body under, uh, I forgot the name of this microscope, you will see that your energy is vibrating, right? You've got this aura that's surrounding your body that is vibrating and it's attracting. It's attracting all of the electromagnetic fields, the information, the atoms, they're all coming at you, right? But we're walking along thinking we're minding our own business. And because we can't see it, it doesn't pertain to us. But then we keep asking, why do we keep getting the same thing? Why do we get the same results? Why do we keep attracting the same people? Why do we keep getting more of the same thing? Well, that's because you're attracting it to you. So when I'm thinking about like, you know, reading these comments and, you know, people sitting around waiting for love to come to them or, you know, wondering, is he thinking about me or um, is it going to work out or, you know, is he coming back or, you know, whatever, whatever the story is. I'm here to tell you that if it didn't work out the first time, it's not going to work out again. And you want to know why? Because your energy. Okay, let me just explain this. Your energy, your moods, your emotions create a vibration. All right. So when you are vibrating, you are sending out that vibration because that's even how we pick up sound. That's how we get ideas. It's all through vibration, through these electromagnetic waves. So you're sending a signal. Your energy is always sending a signal out and it's tuning into a frequency, right? And you're not aware of it, but whatever you are gravitating towards you is a reflection of your energy, your vibration, your emotions, how you feel about yourself, how you think about yourself. That's exactly what you're attracting to you. So if you keep having the same kind of guy come around that you feel like is not treating you like a queen, that's because you don't believe you should be treated like a queen. And although you tell yourself, I know I'm a queen and I deserve to be treated like one. If your subconscious mind doesn't believe that and it's holding on to trauma because you haven't done the inner work, guess what? That's what you're attracting. More of that. More of that. You're just walking around saying, can I have some more, please? Can I have some more, please? Can I have some more, please? And unknowingly that you are the one that's attracting this type of person to you. There's no way around it. I'm just here to tell you there is no way around doing the inner work. You can't. You can't avoid it unless you want the same. You want to keep saying, give me more of the same, please. 
Now, you know darn well, you don't want more of the same. You want something different. You want to feel expansive. You want to feel free. You want to be able to live a life where you are tapped in to your true essence. But you can't find that essence if you're not willing to do the inner work. See, we get so used to pushing things down. When things trigger us, we make it about that person and we don't want to deal with it. I'm going to tell you a story here, you know, because I didn't do the inner work. I didn't know what the inner work was when I met my husband 29 years ago. And I was coming from a place of wanting somebody in my life that was going to offer me stability, right? And so I brought all my baggage with me. And one of the things that I had was that I had to do everything on my own because as a single parent, I did everything on my own. My mom had the same thing, even though she wanted somebody in her life, she always needed to do everything on her own because she felt like she was in control of her situation if she did everything on her own. So I was eight months pregnant and we lived in... Um, we lived in a, um, a residential area, but we had a third of an acre, okay? So when you think of a third of an acre, think of, I would say it's probably as big as a, a diamond field, you know, baseball field, like the diamond, it's probably around there, maybe a little bit smaller. It depends, like if you're talking pro or um, AAA, like I would say like a AAA team, you know, it's like it's a smaller stadium. So it's pretty big, right? Pretty big backyard. And um, my boys, I had, I, I have two boys and they were bad. They were bad. Like they were always out of control. They were like thick as thieves, but they were always trying to find what they can get themselves into. And we didn't have a fence. And a lot of our neighbors didn't have a fence. So I would be in the house and the boys would be playing in the backyard and I get a phone call. Um, Celia, your boys are down here. I just want you to know it's okay. That's how they started out. I just want you to know it's okay. They're here, but they're in my backyard. So I thought maybe you would wanna know that they were at my house. You know how mortifying, mortifying that is? for your neighbor to call you to tell you where your kids are. And when I'm talking like, you know, I'm not talking like one house over or two house over, I'm talking like five houses over where you're down at the end of the corner. Granted, they were in the backyard, but to have somebody tell you that your kids over here, the boys, I just want you to know your boys are here. They're safe, just in case, just in case you know women judge each other right the one thing i found about living in a um in a neighborhood with other moms and their kids man do they judge they judge hard and you know i really want that to change with women why why do we have to judge so hard always thinking like they're the better parent and hey we're all struggling you know especially when you've got smaller children because they're just like little time bombs that you can't control them. They just kind of do their own thing. It's like they just pop when they're going to pop. So I get the phone call 
I go down there, I get the boys, I scold them. But do you think that stops them? Mm -mm. They're back doing the same thing, finding some mischief to get into. So I was exhausted. I mean, even to the point where like I had chains, bolts on the doors and I would keep them in one room and trying to keep an eye because I had things to do and I couldn't be watching them every five minutes, but I didn't want them going in the backyard and started house hopping again. And one time it was snowing and they got out, they figured out how to get, my son used to get the chair and the broom and slide it across the chain. You know what I'm talking about? Like he would slide it or lift up the, the garage door. Cause I would turn, I would, you know, hit the, the rope so it wouldn't come up. And he figured out how he could lift it up. I mean, I'm telling you, they were thick as thieves and they did everything together getting in trouble. And so I knew I was in trouble when I was pregnant. I knew that if I didn't do something to keep them in the yard, I was going to lose my mind. Not only was I going to lose my mind, but I was going to have all these women judging me. So I decided that um, we needed a swing set. We're going to put a swing set in the backyard. And so my husband was like, that's fine. He didn't want to get a fence. And I said, we need to get a fence. And he was like, we don't need a fence. Why do we need a fence? But, you know, he was at work, so he didn't have to deal with it. So he was like, we don't need a fence. So I said, well, we're going to put something back here to entertain them. So he said, that's fine. Do what you got to do. So I bought a swing set. And I think I had to have my neighbor because she had a truck. She helped me pick up the swing set, if I recall. I mean, this was a while ago. And um, I needed to set it up. So I knew that I needed like some kind of a gravel or something underneath it to bury it, to keep the swing set down. So in my mind, I thought, I'm going to put it all the way in the back in the far left corner so I could see it from a distance. It wouldn't take up all the space here. I was going to, you know, just fill up this corner. I don't know what I was thinking because I was the one who was going to have to take care of all of this. So I get the swing set and it's not fancy. Like it's not this solid wood swing set with the slide. No, it's a metal one. So it's kind of rickety. So you got to make sure that you put that, you know, in the ground. And um, so I went to a, like a nursery where they had like all different kinds of fillers for, for the, for the, the ground and they had pea gravel. And so that was something that you would use for a swing set, you would use pea gravel. So I ordered how many cubic feet I needed. And this truck shows up and they just dump it in the front of your yard. So you gotta take the pea gravel and you gotta put it in the backyard. And I decided I was putting it all the way in the far left corner on a third of an acre. And I was eight months pregnant. My neighbors did not like my husband and so they were peeking out the window and they were watching me fill up because my husband was at work and so if you don't know anything about me I'm not only do I I feel like I have to do everything myself because it's what I learned I also am very determined so here I am eight months pregnant out there shoveling shoveling this gravel putting it in the wheelbarrow and carrying the wheelbarrow 
all the way across a third of an acre, dumping it and coming back for more. And my neighbors are watching me. And finally, one of the neighbors came out to help me. And she said, what the hell are you doing? You are going to go into labor. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm getting this done because it was more important to me to have peace of mind when my daughter was born than to have to chase my boys because they were yard hopping, right? So they helped me. A couple of the women came out, helped me until my husband got home. They were like, your husband should be doing this. You should not be doing this. You're going to be going into labor. And I said, I will do as much as I can and I'll let him do the rest. So of course, when he came home, he was a little annoyed because it, it wasn't important to him. He didn't have to deal with it because he was at work. And so here he worked and he had to come in and change his clothes so he didn't look bad. I don't even think he cared if he looked bad because he really doesn't care what other people think. So he put his clothes on to shovel. And I think he probably did three three wheelbarrows full until his back gave out and, and then he couldn't do it. So he went back in the house. I ended up getting it done, got it set up. Did it, did it keep my, my boys in the backyard? Nope, nope, I'm still chasing them, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is that I was operating from the same mindset. And so that mindset was, of being a single parent and having to do it by myself. And it was something that I was carrying from generation to generation, right? So I was thinking this is fine, but then I was starting to get pissed off, right? I was getting pissed off and getting resentful because, you know, at first I didn't notice that it was a big deal, but you know, when other women are observing, they're gonna, they're going to politely give you their opinion. And so their opinion wasn't, wasn't very good. Like they they felt like I had to take care of all the kids. I took care of the house. I did the maintenance on the house. And it was like, what is he doing? Okay. But in my mind, whoops, in my mind, I believed that when you get married, because remind, let me remind you, I didn't have a good role model on what that looked like because my mom and dad divorced when I was like five years old. Um, but I thought that, you know, it was like beaver cleaver. So he went out and went to work and I, all the other responsibilities were mine. And so I didn't see that there was an issue. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because if you think, if you're sitting there watching these love readings, wondering when your man's coming or when it, when, what's going on and whatever, I'm telling you that just because he arrives doesn't mean it's going to be a cakewalk because you still have all of those things. And if you haven't done the inner work, what happens is you attract what you don't want. Now, see, with my husband, when we met, you get this, like, I've had this feeling like deja vu. Like, I looked at pictures of him when he was a kid, and it was like I played with him as a child, but there was no way, because we lived in different counties, there was no way that he was my friend, but 
spirit sends you your twin flame. And so I had this deja vu feeling like he was my friend, like we knew each other in a different lifetime. But when you have a twin flame, does not make it easy because they are there to teach you things about yourself. And if you're not awakened to that, you're not aware and you haven't done the inner work, you're going to be pointing the finger at them. It's all them, 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 them. And so what I didn't realize is that um, like my husband, he has really good boundaries, really good boundaries. If it's not a yes for him, he does not do it. If it's not a yes, he would rather hire someone to do it than to take up his day. He just knows what he values and what he doesn't. And he doesn't cross the line. He doesn't get pushed into anything. He's, his no's are a hard no. But with me, I had boundary issues, but I wasn't aware that I had boundary issues. So I would always say yes to things that I meant no to and would leave me feeling really resentful. But see, at the time, I didn't know that his boundaries, where he was at, he was only trying to teach me unknowingly. Now, let's just be clear. It wasn't like we got married and he thought he was going to school me. No, unknowingly, the reason why he came into my life was to teach me to have healthy boundaries. And, you know, I'm on this subject because Tomorrow, we are going to be celebrating our anniversary. I just had this full moon. I just went through another transformation, which means my level of awareness. I just went up another level. I start seeing things differently. And that's what came through. And so when I had that dream, it was because I needed to be reminded from where I was and where I am now. And what's different? What's different? And so it really like came home. It all, it all came home. And, um, you know, it's like we're always transforming. We're always going through a transformation because Earth, we live on Earth. This planet is all about growth. Look around you. Everything's growing and everything's dying and growing, dying and growing. And we are no different. No, we aren't separate from it. Okay. We are dying and growing. And it doesn't have to be literally, it can be in the stages of our lives. And it can be in mindset. And it can be in these limiting beliefs and what we're carrying around and what we allow in our lives and what we don't allow in, in our lives. And so this was coming through because it was showing me what I put up with then and where I am now. So I've had this year, I have had a lot of tower moments. Now, tower moments don't have to be where you're on the ground crying and it feels like you just lost everything. It's a, it could be just a swift, sudden move that just, just pops open and wakes you up and you just you're like, that's it. And through these, um, these uh, tower moments, um, I laugh about it now because my husband has been the brunt of them. I just, I go off. And when I go off, it's not pretty. And so it's like, I'm usually pretty calm and mellow and, you know, maybe a little passive, right? It, but I set it up that way, but I knew that I'm a fire sign. 
I am not passive. And what role was I playing? What, what world was I trying to fit into? And I was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not playing that role. I am ripping up that archetype and she's gone. I'm not Miss Betsy, the housewife that's here to please. All right. She is gone. She is gone. And so, you know, I just started thinking about like, even with the maiden mother and crone, you know, it's like the maiden. She's all about being sweet and, and pretty and youthful and, you know, all about, you know, attracting her mate. And then she becomes the mother and then she nurtures her children and then she's the crone. What about, what about being who you are? Like, I know these are all symbols and there's some spiritual things behind it. And I'm not trying to make light of it. But what I'm saying is that we need to change it. We need to change the fact that the reason why we're here is to be the maiden, the sweet little maiden for our spouses, to be the mother and nurture and, and then be the old crone that sits and waits for the grandchildren to come. Like, help, I've got dreams. I've got things that I want to do. And I'm not waiting to just go sit and rock myself in a rocking chair. Like, no. And we are going through a transition, not even, even with ourselves going through a transformation. The whole world on a global is going through a transformation. And what we're seeing is the old way of doing business is dying. It's gone. And it's trickling off. And the new way is Hello, here I am. Nice to meet you. That's it. And so if you're used to hiding and you've got something special to give to the world, you need to get comfortable. You need to get comfortable with this camera. You need to get comfortable about asking for what you want. You need to get comfortable in demanding of the kind of relationship you want. Because let me tell you, if you don't do the inner work, guess what happens? You have the same effect in your business, with clients, with customers, because your relationships, I don't care if it's, it's a casual relationship, it's a love relationship, it's a work relationship, it does not matter because you are an energy center and you are a vibration and all of your thoughts are vibrating and you're attracting more of that to you. So guess what? Every relationship, everything comes together and it's the same, it's the same. So I even experienced that, you know, I told you, my husband has really good boundaries and I didn't know that I didn't have good boundaries because remember, I thought I was doing me. I was creating a business, and, uh, you know, I was taking care of the kids. I was managing the house. I was doing what was supposed like I was juggling all the balls. So it's like, I, I'm doing me. I don't have any boundary issues. Like nobody's telling me I can't do what I want to do. Right. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Because what happened was I was attracting clients that would overstep their boundaries with me and piss me off. But I was like, this is my job. They're right. Customer's always right. 
but it left me depleted. And so I share a story where I closed the doors of my business for a year. And that's when I started doing the inner work because spirit said, we're done with you, Celia. You cannot run away from yourself anymore. You need to figure this out. And that's what I did. And I figured it out. And so what I learned is I've been showing up here and I've been talking about the moon with you because I use the lunar cycles. And I talk about the law of attraction and I talk about this and I talk about that. But I've been sharing it from being the expert, right? Got to show up professional and be who I'm supposed to, but I'm not being who I'm supposed to be. I need to share with you from girlfriend to girlfriend. And, and that's where I want you to get this. I want you to get this, that your emotions create a vibration, your limiting beliefs, your subconscious mind. That's why the moon has an effect on us, the full moon, because she is representing our subconscious mind. Her zodiac is cancer, which is a water sign, which is very emotional, okay? So if you're feeling emotional around a full moon, it's because you've got some, you've got some work to do in your subconscious mind. <laughs> Let me just say, you are not going to be able to escape it. And because those electromagnetic waves are strong, it could put you in a corner, sucking your thumb with the baby blanket, right? Because you don't know what's going on, but you just know you're feeling off. And all it is is because she wants you to get uncomfortable so you can let that stuff go and not bring it in. So I'm going to remind you again, you are energy. And I'm going to keep saying this until you get it. Because I'm sick of looking at these comments about, does he love me? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm waiting for him. Because let me tell you, it does not matter. You are going to still have the same kind of relationship if you don't do the inner work. If you don't fix what's going on, you're going to keep attracting more of what you don't want. So um, hear me out. I'm going to repeat this. You are energy. You have 100 trillion atoms in each cell and you have 100 trillion cells in your body, in your body right now at this moment. You are energy. What is an atom? An atom is energy, all right? You are always vibrating. Your aura is vibrating and that's what attracts things to you. You aren't chasing energy. Energy is coming to you. You are attracting it, all right? Okay, so you know, you got that, your energy. What is controlling your energy? Your emotion, right? How are you feeling? If you're in doubt, worry, not feeling good enough, critiquing your body, saying you're not thin enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you don't have, you know, the nice car or you don't have the money in the bank and nobody's going to love you, you know, whatever the stories you're telling yourself. And I don't mean this in a condescending way, but I am just pissed, okay? I'm going to be blunt. I'm pissed because I see it still happening. And I've got three daughters and I, I'm done. Like I am Mm -mm -mm, done when I tell you 
like we as women, we got to get this. We got to get this because we are transitioning into a different time. And I mean this, we are transitioning into a different time. We are rising up. And if you don't work with this stuff, you're going to get left behind. And you're going to be doing the same old thing. And I'm not trying to scare you. I just want you to get it. All right. So your vibration, however you're feeling, how whatever those negative things you've been telling yourself, that creates a vibration. All right. Your negative talk, because thoughts can be toxic, all right? There is a reason why spelling, when you write words, it's called spelling because it can penetrate your aura like a spell. So your thoughts, your thoughts can really mess you up. And if you're thinking all this negative stuff about you, that's what you're vibrating, all right? So you have this vibration because that is your emotion. You feeling negative about yourself. You're picking at yourself. You're looking like, oh, you know, I got this turkey neck here and I got this wrinkle here. And oh, I got maybe a little bit of stomach here, you know, whatever, whatever you're telling yourself that creates a vibration. So you're vibrating with all of those thoughts because remember your atoms hold memory. And what are you doing? What's, what's that vibration doing? It's just not floating out there. It's through your intentions because it's what you think about. Ooh, it's a frequency. It's trying to find the frequency, trying to find it. Where's the match? Where's the match? Because we, you know, the, the universal law of polarity is like you're always, you got to find what's the opposite. What's the match? What's the match? So, your atoms are, are, are doing the work, your energy centers and your emotions. They're finding that frequency. They're finding that match because they found the match. Hello. Welcome. We're here again. Nice to meet you. Deja vu. I met you somewhere. Don't I know you? Hmm. You sure? You got a brother? You sure? You sure you don't? You got a cousin? I, I, I know you. I met you somewhere. Mm -mm. You didn't meet him anywhere. You just attracted the same person. I have this saying, same man, different pair of pants. Well, that's what happens because you're not doing the inner work. You're not doing the inner work. So that's what I want to share with you today. Because we're moving into a time where women are coming together and we're rising up. We're collaborating, we're creating our own businesses and we need to clear this so we don't keep attracting more of what we don't want, all right? And it goes for relationships. Stop looking for your Prince Charming on the white horse. Be your own freaking Prince Charming. Because let me tell you, when you fill your cup up, when you love yourself, when you feel like you are your best version of yourself and your, your vibration is high, guess what you attract? You attract your equal. You attract someone that's going to treat you like the queen that you deserve to be. I'm just saying. So quit looking 
for the cards to tell you, is he coming? Who cares if he's coming? Because if you haven't done the inner work, he's showing up like somebody you don't want anyway. Let that sink in. So I'm excited about my book. Let me just talk about that for a minute. Because inside the book, I channeled from spirit the game of life for living an enchanted life. And it's all broken down mindset, what you need to do. It's like, it's all there. It's all there. And I channeled all of it. And so it's, it's like walking you through the process of doing the inner work. And that's what spirit showed me. It was always supposed to be about my book. It was supposed to start from there because I learned the lessons. And when spirit said, it's time, Spirit meant it is time for you to take what you learn and help other women because we are moving into a time where women need to stand up. Well, see, we need to create our own economy. All right, you got me? We need to create our own economy with women and doing transactions between women and women because when women get together and they're successful, they make things happen. And our planet is um, in chaos right now. And if we don't stand up and we don't start doing the inner work and we don't change the mindset, we're just creating more of the same. Do you hear me? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like fired up because I am sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? And I know that I have this calling for a reason. And I know that everything that I experienced in my lifetime was to get me here, get me right here so I can have this conversation with you, with you, because you're going to be the change too. When you do the inner work, you are going to see a massive change. And when you see a massive change and you're feeling good, we're all feeling good and we're creating our own economy. And then with that economy, we are going to make a change. You hear me? I hope you hear me because this is like, mm, it really has struck me in such like, like I just saw how I was still showing up it, even in my videos, is still being passive, still trying to be the perfect little commentator and give like, mm -mm. I don't need to be um, Miss Betty Sue Homemaker. I'm here because I am going to make a difference and I'm taking you with me. So if you enjoy this video and you want to hear more, you know what you got to do because I'm gonna be showing up and I'm gonna be having these conversations because I'm pushing you out of your comfort zone. No more playing it small, no more attracting more of what you don't want. This is, this is it, this is it, I'm rising up. And if you wanna go along for the ride and you wanna be a part of it, you know what you gotta do. I will see you in the next video and thanks for being here.
Okay, so that's all I have for you today. I want to thank you again for being here. If you're interested in receiving a copy of my book, She's Magic, Learn How to Live an Enchanted Life, that's available on Amazon. You can head to the show notes or my website, celiasasser.com, to find the link. Also, I do create a quarterly planner journal, Manifesting Moon Magic, and this is to help you keep track and organize your actions and connect with the moon energy while you are on your manifesting journey. Until next time, keep your vibration high.